Okay, so Psalm 8 uh, says, To the chief musician on the instrument of Gath, a psalm of David. So uh, we'll get right into it. Psalm 1 says, Our Lord, uh, O Lord, our Lord. So uh, immediately uh, we're starting here um, looking at, uh, O Lord, all capitals, Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, uh, our Lord. So the God of the covenant was known as YHWH, Yahweh, Jehovah, um, and, and our master. So our, O oh Lord, the God of the covenant, uh, his name, the name that's, uh, that's there, uh, and our master. So, O oh God, our master is uh, what, they're, what they're saying when you put it together, together. I don't speak Hebrew, but I will try my best. Yehovah Adonainu um, would be... Uh, so I'm going to leave it there. Adonai new. It's got N-U after Adonai. So uh, that's a uh, just something as as we're studying through. Uh, so he starts with this, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. And if you skip ahead, if you, you know, like, like I used to in school, like, okay, what's the end of the assignment so I can figure out what I'm doing? Uh, verse 9, it says the same thing. He starts and ends the psalm. With the same the same thing, so just calling God the God of the the, the covenant, our Master Yahweh, our Master, uh, and uh, how excellent is your name in all the earth? And he starts that uh, in the beginning and the end. So uh, it's a song, you know, and and there's there's poetry in song. So uh, as we're reading through here, sometimes they're they're just poetic things that are added, or something is said the same way as the same the same things being said, but uh, in just in a different way, you know. So they may say a line, and then a line right after it is really meaning the same thing, but it's just poetic. It's saying uh, something there. So as we start. Uh, that's it's going to start the same way as it ends. So um, continuing in verse one, it says, how excellent is your name in all the earth. So God is not just ex so he, he's, he's talking about the the uh, when he starts that Jewish connection to the Lord, Y.H.W.H. Uh, and he says, oh, oh, God of the covenant, our master. Great is your, uh, how excellent is your name in all the earth. It's not just Israel. So if you think of the, the pagan world, wherever you would travel, those people had uh, gods, uh, you know, set up for, for really for the region they were in. Okay, well, where are we right now? What god do they, do they serve? You know, but uh, David's making the declaration is how excellent is your name in, in all the earth. And then he goes on to say at the end of this, you have set your glory above the heavens. So how excellent it, there's no end to the excellence in the glory of the Lord. It's uh, it's such a, a blessing. There's a you know, you can uh, the Psalms. Often, if you read them, if you just try to read them, like you read one psalm and you read the next psalm, and you read the next psalm, you, you might find yourself going, he's saying the same thing. I'm, I, I'm not sure I'm getting something different. Slow down and read them and, and, and start looking through them. 150 psalms. So uh, if you read five psalms a day, uh, you, can, you can cover them all in a month. And uh, if you want to slow that down, spread it over two or three months, you know, and, and we're not in any any specific race to be like, oh, I got to get to the end. Right. Like I said, when that was the type of student I was in school, was how do I get past this so I can go do everything else I want to do? I don't care if I learn it or retain it. I just want to get the right answer so I don't fail uh, and, and then move on in our in our walk with the Lord. We can't approach things that way.
We have to slow down. We have to look at the word. Uh, I am very much a, hey, I've got a job to do. i got to get it done now. That's a struggle for me when I'm reading because I want to, uh, and I'll confess this, I'll be reading this or anything else. And the first thing I'm doing is how long is this chapter? <laughs> you know, so I'm not, I'm not a great reader of novels or whatever because I'll look and, oh, there's 27 pages, you know, and I, and I just look at it and there's I just, it's, it's, I have to force my mind to, to relax and slow down uh, that I'm not in a, so when I'm sharing this, I'm not just pointing at you guys. I, I'm, I'm talking to myself. We have, we have to slow down sometimes uh, and understand that things may look the same. Uh, you know, David had a lot of enemies. He had a lot of battles in his life, and he wrote a lot of songs about what was happening. That's what musicians do. That's what uh, writers do. You know, when someone's blessed and be and 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 uh, with the ability to write songs, they're going to write songs about everything. You know, and it's funny when you when you learn the meanings of the song. Sometimes you'll hear a song and you find out it doesn't mean anything that you thought it did. You know, uh, so it, it, that uh, sometimes songwriters can be very creative. David was very blunt with his with his lyrics, and when you read it, you can see the heartbreak, you can see the praise, you can see all these things. So uh, we don't really have to wonder what Dave, David was writing. He he's just pouring it all out here. So uh, he says. How excellent is your name in all the earth who have set your glory above the heavens. Verse 2 says, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. So out of the mouth of, mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength. Ordained strength. Uh, if you look at Jesus's quote uh, later on uh, in in the uh, in the Gospels, he actually says uh, he says out of the mouth of babes and infants and nursing infants, um, you have perfected praise. So when you're when you're looking at the translation of that, you have perfected praise. So uh, just trying to understand that. So the the greatness of God and all the creation, and then he brings it all the way down to um, the mouth of babes. And infants, and, and uh, so we we can consider everything that he's just saying this grandeur, and then he goes on to say that even through a, a mouth of a babe and an infant, uh, we can we can learn of God's God's greatness, and and uh, we can learn of perfect praise, uh, the greatness of God in all creation. Now, if you think of a baby and an infant, you don't necessarily. I just wrote on here, uh, baby and infant, neither of which are known for articulating much for legible words, right? Sometimes you look at a baby and they walk up to you, and you know if they're walking at, and you have no idea what they're saying, you might start making out some words. And uh, I remember I had a nephew that that had to go to speech uh, therapy uh, because he was like four or five, and we still couldn't understand what he was saying, and he he was trying, but he just couldn't get there. And then I had a niece that was talking at like, it seemed like it was 18 months. She's walking around like, I need some milk. You know, it was just, you know, you, you remember that, right? Yeah. And it, it was just, it just it is what it is, you know, sometimes. Uh, so I, I just, uh, you know, it's um, babies and infants aren't usually known uh, for uh, legible words, but, but what comes out of them, out of the mouth of babes and infants, uh, you have ordained strength or you have perfected praise. So. Uh, God, what it's it's also saying is that you know, God uses otherwise weak things to show His power. Now that may kick into your mind, First uh, Corinthians, 
uh, where Paul was writing in chapter chapter 1, verses 27 through 31. He says, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. God And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. That no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. So the Lord would use the foolish thing, the things that, uh, what did we talk about this morning, that God went right to uh, the person that nobody would think that, you know, as Jesus is walking, he makes it a point to go talk to a Samaritan woman uh, that, that the Jews would be, were offended at. You know, they those those two uh, those two uh, groups of people hated each other. They hate. They had a deep, deep hatred for each other. Couldn't talk. N no dealings uh, between the two of them. And who does Jesus go to? You know, we can't put God in a box and say, uh, "Well, He's only going to minister to uh, this specific group of people or these people." No, he, he came to seek and save that which was lost. So, you know, the the Lord can use um, a mouth of a babe or an infant. Uh, to to uh, show his strength and uh, or as Jesus quoted to perfect his praise. The second part of verse two says uh, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. I, I had a, a quote from uh, David Guzik that I wanted to share. He said one dramatic example of this is the story of Job. We're talking about uh, what we were just discussing. God silenced the accusations. Of Satan against both God and Job uh, by the way that he sustained Job with his unseen hand in the midst of profound weakness. We were just talking about Job. I'm going to read that, that quote again. It says, one dramatic example of this uh, is the story of Job. In it, God silenced the accusations of Satan against God and Job by the way he sustained Job with his unseen hand in the midst of profound weakness. You know, that, 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 you know, God is, God is our strength, that he is the one that would silence the enemy and the avenger. You know, as, as Satan went as the enemy of our soul and was accusing God and accusing Job, it was God's hand. You know, remember, remember uh, Job, uh, Satan going and saying, oh, you just put a hedge of protection around him, you know, and, and oh, skin for skin, you know, let, let me attack him, let me at him. And, and uh, the Lord would protect Job. Say, you know, you can attack him, but you, you can't take his life. You know, and, and the Lord, the Lord is, uh, is uh, that one that would silence the enemy uh, or, the, you know, the avenger. So uh, Jesus had uh, moving. Uh, one thing I want to look at is uh, Matthew 21. Jesus had just cleansed the temple. Uh, Matthew 21, verses 14 through 17 say, Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and healed them. And he healed them. But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple saying, Hosanna or Oshana uh, to uh, the son of David, they were indignant. So when the chief priests and scribes heard that, they were indignant. They were, they were just all fired up and uh, said to him, do you hear the things, uh, these things? So do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes. Have you never heard out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise? He's quoting what we're just reading, Psalm 8, verse 2. 
Then he left them and went out of the city to Bethany, and he lodged there. So Jesus, in saying this, Jesus is identifying himself as God and the chief priests and scribes as the enemy and the avenger. Isn't that great? Just understanding uh, out of out of the mouth of babes, uh, that that same verse as he's quoting that, as he's quoting that, if you finish that that verse out, it says that that you God may silence the avenger, the enemy, and the avenger. You know, he he's literally correcting them uh, with that scripture. And if you if you follow that scripture all the way out, uh, Jesus is claiming himself to be God and them to be the enemy. They're they're expecting Jesus to correct them. No, they're praising me as they should. You know, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Verse three. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you are, mind, are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You know, when we consider all that's made, when, you know, so David is talking about when I consider. So as he's sitting there, I'm, I'm imagining he may be sitting out. Uh, you all know uh, to get a good look at the at the uh, stars. I remember uh, Jen and I were outside. We. Uh, it was, I think it, it might've been Ashley with us or, or whatever. We were outside and I had, I had turned on a light kind of accidentally or whatever. And Jen's like, turn off the light so we can see, you know what I mean? She's like, no, 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 turn off the light. And when everything is dark, you're able to look up and, and, and start looking at the stars. <clears throat> and when I, I, it's always, to me, it's always majestic and it speaks to, and I've told you, you, you this before, but, uh, Jeremy Camp's song, What a Wonderful Maker. I remember at work this, this past summer when I was working overnights, I was walking down to the waterfront and I just looked up and that song just, it was like blasting in my head. You know, you spread out the stars over empty space and said, let there be light. And to a dark and formless wor world, your light was born. You know, just that. And, and I just, I started singing that song all night long. You know, what a wonderful maker. And it just made me think of a maker, you know, a maker made all of this. And, and the scripture says that he made the universe by, the, by spreading it by the span of his hand, you know, just, and, and that's, that's the God we serve. So any God that, that you, we, in the prior verses that we, that we can, uh, that we were discussing, uh, earlier when I was uh, talking about, uh, the Samaritans and, um, now I'm, I'm getting myself lost. False gods, the, the, the region, uh, that's what I was saying. That, you know, when you go to that, that specific region is, okay, where are we and what God do they serve? All those things. It's all nothing. You know, God calling out those fake gods. He's like, all right, let's see. Can they speak? Oh, oh, wait a minute. You have to go cut a tree down, right? You have to cut the tree down and you have to carve it. I'm totally paraphrasing. But, but God is mocking false gods and he goes oh okay so you have to cut the tree down and then you have to form it and and uh, do you have to cook it breakfast you know uh, you know and and think of elijah right think of elijah when 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 he's there and and the 350 prophets of baal 450 prophets of baal uh the something hundred i think it was 450 prophets of baal um uh and and what does elijah do he's like go ahead you guys do what you need to do and uh, and call call fire down from heaven. Go ahead, and, and they're not. And Elijah, you can see he, I, I, he didn't. But wouldn't it be funny to think if he's doing like the Jeopardy song, as they're all waiting, right? You know, and he he just mocks them. He goes, "Where's your God? Is he sleeping? Is he using the bathroom? What's he doing?" 
You know, and then what does he do? And, uh, you know, you, you'd think, okay, if they're calling fire from heaven down, you'd want everything to be dry so it could catch fire, right? He's drawn 12, just, just, just bucket over a bucket of water, just soaking the whole thing, that, that, that uh, uh, sacrifice, the whole sacrifice had been soaked down. Then he calls fire from heaven because God is the creator, and he calls that fire. So when we consider who God is, and when David is saying, you know, uh, here, that when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, that God just spread out his hand, and, you know, let there be light. <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing. It's almost just that, and and he realizes that everything around him and that's made around him was made by the all-powerful God that is, uh, you know, all-powerful. He's everywhere. You know, he's omniscient. He's um, he's omnipresent. Uh, we we talked about he's omnipotent today. That that his his the power of his spirit doesn't run out. You know, God doesn't give the spirit by measure. Oh, you know, I got to break this up. Make sure we got enough for everybody, right? You know, I watched Jen. Um, uh, uh, Dylan had made a, uh, a raspberry pie. Yeah, it was a raspberry pie and very thin crust, crispy. And uh, I know everybody's mouths are starting to really, right? <laughs> Did you just say yes? Yeah, yeah. I already told them I'm, I'm commissioning him to make me a pie. Um, and he made this thing. And Jen, Jen's looking at it, and Jen starts cutting it. Usually, you cut a pie into like eight. She's cutting it in like sixteen, and <laughs> all, all the all these, these these little slices and everything. And and uh, uh, it, it was uh, it it was fun, you know. Just just uh, looking at those. The Holy Spirit doesn't need to do it. just so we could all have a little sliver of it and everything. God's Spirit is so much more powerful, um, infinitely powerful. So He doesn't give the Spirit by measure. So when we consider when when David's looking up, he's he's looking. It says the moon's moon and the stars which you have ordained. <clears throat> a question comes into his mind. He's going, look at everything that's around me. And what is God? What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you would visit him? So that son of man—that's that's kind of that poetic part that we were just talking about. What is man, and what is the son of man, and uh, that that you would visit him? It's, he's saying the same thing. That man is is minuscule when it when you talk about the size of us, and uh, you know if we think of any of us, you know what who what are we? Uh, in comparison to everything that God has made and everything that God holds together, right? Colossians is talking about all things are held together by Christ. You know, the, when when you think of all of that stuff and you think, wow, look how petty and small, uh, you know, man is and all these things. We're so small in the vastness of all creation, but we're the only ones created in him, his image. That's what makes us special is God created man and woman in his own image, right? That's what Genesis tells us. We were made in God's image, and uh, you know when when we're under when we understand more and we uh, kind of dive dive into it, you know the universe was spread out by His hand. So you think that you know if you if you just think of the vastness and like what He's saying here, if I'm looking at this massive, beautiful creation, and, and what is man? But then we we hear the words of Jesus and 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 what we're told, and I've shared this before that God knows the number of hairs on our heads. Uh, whether they're gray or whether they're, you know, I looked at like right here. It's weird. I'm getting this patch like right here. Um, you know, obviously I've, I've got it kind of, uh, you know, throughout here, but I'm like, why? Let's go. I told Jen, I'm like, 
<laughs> Tom just showed me his whole gray beard. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the scripture does tell us that gray hair is a sign of wisdom. So, you know, maybe you're getting, getting wiser. You know, you, you, you learn stuff. And, uh, but I, I realized that when I was typing that, so I just wanted to share it. So he knows the number of hairs over our head. Uh, the ones that are kind of still a natural color and the others that, uh, you know, those hair follicles aren't doing it so well. Um, but, you know, and then Jesus said that God knows every sparrow that drops and that we're of much more importance than them. Okay, so just just to think, God knows, of, I mean, how, how many birds die in a day? You know, the ones that I, I'll be driving my truck and then, you know, I, I, I just say, oh, that, that one just disappeared and three months later I'm popping my hood and it's like, inside the, the inside of my hood all bent up and and dead in there you know god knows uh, he knows all those things but he knows us and we're so much more precious to him and and and, and so much more valuable to him uh, jesus said that he knows our needs before we even ask in in uh, matthew uh, chapter 6 verse 8 that's how well god knows us so when you consider all the works of his hands and everything that he spread out and that not only that, but he he that when we can consider all the works of his hands and we, we can we can think about that just to understand all those things are someday going to burn up and go away. It's all like everything's going to be wrapped up in a ball and, you know, it, it's gone. It's all going to burn in a fervent heat. You know, so, you know, that the old world is going to be done away with. So everything that we see here or around us is going to be gone. What did God, you know, God didn't send his son in the world to save the trees. You know, he sent this, his son into the world to die for sinful mankind. That, if that doesn't express his love for us, what, what else does? You know, that all of this stuff around us that we can be in awe in, they're all supposed to point us to the creator rather than what man does in our own pride as we start saying, oh, we're going to understand this more. And as we understand it more, yeah, that whole uh, joke of, oh, God. God, he's like Sam. That's why we've never told my kids that Santa Claus existed. My youngest is right there. Um, we've never done the whole Santa thing. Um, and and uh, when I've heard and what you know, and that wasn't. Don't get me wrong. I'm not running up to my family and getting in their face and saying you're talking about Santa Claus. I'm just. We've actually been corre corrected. We've actually uh, been. Uh, I'll, I'll say persecuted, um, but it's it's like as light of a persecution as you can get. So I don't even like to say that. But some, you know, a family member confronted us and said, "Don't let your kids ruin my kids' Christmas." I'm like, "Well, I haven't told them to run around being Santa Claus killer, you know. I, you know, I'm just, I, I'm just saying that we we didn't do the Santa stuff, you know, because what I what I didn't want, I didn't want my kids, I didn't want to gain the trust of my kids and then lie to them and them to find out that I was lying to them all along." Because what are they going to do when I tell them about God? Well, well, that's a whole different story. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you had me strung along this time. You know, I had to wait till I was in eighth grade. And someone yelled at, you know, someone laughed at me, or whatever the embarrassing story it is. You know, no, that's why we didn't do it. You know, I, I want my kid. We wanted our kids to know the truth right up front. Hey, look, there was a man that loved children and he made toys for them. And uh, then it, be, it grew into a legend, and uh, and that that's that's it. You know, if and and it's not like we're never gonna watch Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer or whatever, and you know, but the the kids know that that's that's not true. It's not the truth, and uh, my kids knew that. It's so important. Rather rather than you know 
like I said, min, a sinful man will will look all around. As soon as we start understanding something, we'll start. Oh, well, if I understand it, it can't be that you know that abstract. It can't be, and they start lowering who God is. And that's not no. If God has given us anything, if if we have anything, it's because God has given us that understanding. You think of all these telescopes that we can use now, and um, actually, I have it right here. Uh, uh, it's actually my next note. I'm all happy that uh, my my ramble went right into my note. Uh, <laughs> you guys know I, my my struggle, right? Uh, so uh, I I uh, I got this um, from David David Guzik's notes, and I wanted to share it. Um, and I, I hope that uh, you guys uh, get and, and can respect when when I gain something from somebody else. It, you know, I'm not trying to just plagiarize and throw everything. You know, I'll, I'll quote Spurgeon, and I think it's important. Uh, otherwise, it's as though I thought of this and I put it down. And you know, so when I share that, there's a reason for it because somebody else did the work, and I get to share. You know, to us, it's a blessing to all of us. But he shared this. He says, "With the naked eye, one can see about five thousand stars." So when we look up, we can see about 5,000 of them. With a 4-inch telescope, one can see about 2 million stars. With a 200-inch mirror of a great observatory, one can see uh, more than a billion stars. More than a billion stars. It says, the universe is so big that if one were to travel at the speed of light, it would take 40 billion years to reach the edge of the universe. You know, Considering the heavens uh, makes us see the greatness of God. When we think of how great God is, that song, How Great Is Our God, Sing With Me, How Great Is Our God, uh, I, I've had that song just kind of on a loop in my mind, uh, And uh, but that's a good one. I'm, I'm good with that one. I'll skip along and sing that one. Probably won't skip, um, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll walk along and say that. But when, when he says, you know, what is man that you're mindful of him? Uh, and that you would that you would visit him, you know, uh, God wants to have an intimate relationship uh, with us, you know, he he made it that way so that it could be so that we can come to him on his righteousness. Verse five: You have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him uh, with great glory and honor. Uh, so, man made a little lower than the angels. Now, some uh, Bible scholars uh, would actually trans uh, translate that. It was interesting in the study that that uh, some will say that we were made a little lower than Elohim, than God. And then others will say a little lower than the angels. Just wanted to share that. So some some uh, scholars will say a little lower, that this says a little lower than the angels, and some say a little lower than God. Do your own study and come to the point. But ultimately, we are lower than, than the Lord. But the, the scriptures do tell us that we will judge angels. That's something that is mind-blowing to me because I don't even want to be judged myself for one day in my life. I mean, that's it's frightening. But uh, Hebrews 2, 5 says that, uh, says, For he has not put the world to, come of, uh, world to come of which we speak in subjection to angels. And uh, then in uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 3, it says, Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more uh, things that pertain to this life? I copy and pasted that that scripture twice. I don't know why. Uh, Revelation five verse uh, verses eight through ten says, "Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, "You are worthy to take the scroll and open the scrolls, for you were slain and have redeemed us." 
to God by your blood out of every tribe, every uh, tribe and tongue and people and nation. And you have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. So uh, that man has been crowned with glory and honor that the Lord, uh, when I think of crown, I just think of the, the crown in heaven, you know, and I just to I'm not worthy of this thing. You know, I love that band, the name of the band Casting Crowns. You know, it's such a biblical name. I mean, you could, there are some weird names. The, the kids have watched this movie uh, of this this uh, band called the Lemonade Mouth. You think of, so now I got my 13-year-old laughing. Just the silliness of what a band can be called, right? And I don't even know where that came from. But, you know, it's just some some movie. Uh, but I, I love the name Casting Crowns. You know, they're using even their name. That band uh, is so set. You, you know how dedicated that band is to ministry? Uh, I remember we went to a concert Thursday. I think it was a Thursday night in Augusta. Did you go to that one, the Casting Crowns concert? Or was it me and Mike and Dave? Or yeah, so I I can't remember who went, but we went there, and, and they what they were saying is that they they travel. I think they travel on Monday or Tuesday, and they'll play uh, through through the week. But then they leave. I think it's every Friday. They get home, and they're at church every Sunday. <laughs> they're not like hey, no. They not only that, but they serve in their own, they they they're youth leaders. So they they are very set. On, on what they're doing. You, you read the lyrics of their songs. You sing the lyrics of their song. They want, they, they praise God and they lead us in praise of God. You know, uh, just before the service, um, we were listening to, uh, um, I can't remember the song. I am the flower quickly fading. Um, uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm embarrassing myself here because I can't remember the song, but, um, I am yours. I, I don't know if that's the name of the song, but he, he says, I am yours. So, um, You've made us. I don't know where I got to uh, casting crowns for. Oh, casting crowns. They, you know, you've made us. Uh, you know, crowned with uh, mankind being crowned with glory and honor. Verse six says, uh, "You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet: all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the seas." Uh, that's a tough one to read. The pass through the paths of the seas. Uh, just, just so you know, I have to slow down on that one. But uh, we understand that when the Lord uh, created man and and uh, He gave mankind dominion over all the animals, all the uh, all of creation. So as we're reading here, it's, it even says, "You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands." So David singing and writing this song still. Uh, you know, Addressing the fact he's not just said man has it. He's saying to God, you have given us, you know, you have uh, crowned us uh, with glory and honor. You have made us uh, uh, made us to have dominion over all these things. And uh, just, you know, we have responsibilities and God has given uh, mankind uh, a a position of power over creation that we uh, should be. You know, if you if you think about, OK, we were talking about um, uh, the sheep. Uh, the sheep pen that, that Tom Sawyer was uh, talking about, that he went to Kathy's house and building a sheep pen for a blind sheep. I heard that today. I was like, whoa. You know, think of this. I just want to go sit there and watch this thing all day long. I do. I, I want to spend a day and just go watch this thing and how it interacts because it's totally reliant on hearing the voice of its master. Like think of, think of uh, when I heard blind sheep, I, I got all excited. I felt bad for it because it's blind. 
But but you know to to our benefit, you know what what is Kathy and what has Gary learned from that blind sheep that it can't see and they know you know what I, I'm its shepherd. I have to call it and 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 I I have to protect the sheep from you know walking out on the road or it's given a pen. So I'm assuming it was trying to wander somewhere or whatever. Um, but that sheep is completely uh, totally reliant upon. The, their voice calling and they have to listen and that sheep will, will follow where it's it's being led. There's a lot to learn from that. You know, God has given us dominion over those things, but we can certainly learn from his creation. You know, we don't just say, oh, you know, we're the masters of these things. We don't, we can't learn. Really study them. You know, think of how dumb a sheep is. Think of how dumb. I've seen some animal. I, I, I loved our old dog, Rocco. Um, he was a yellow lab and got cancer at about eight and a half, and we, we lost him. And uh, But his nickname was the big dumb animal. You know, he was he was awesome. I love that dog. You know, he, he was he was our family dog and a and, uh, great dog. When we lost him, we just said, you know what? He was the perfect family dog and you guys Coda's here tonight he's off in his pen and you've seen him running around we're we're trying to work on him you know we love him but we learn from him and i'm looking why is he so stubborn you know he still wants to you know i, I call it land sharking my sister taught me that you know, land shark where he just wants to you know he's not trying to bite me but he's just trying to nibble on me all the time you know and i've done all kinds of techniques and uh, constants uh, is a professional dog trainer. So, you know, whenever we get a chance, Jen's always picking her brain. Like, how do I, you know, and we're working on some of those things. And But even even that five-month-old puppy or however old he is now, uh, yes, you know, we we are, we are have dominion over him, but but he's God's creation. And, and, we can, and we can learn about ourselves and we can learn about God through you know, what he has created. You know, we don't just look at it and think we're lords over everything. You know, David is, he's talked about when I consider, you know, the heavens and everything. And uh, when he, he talks about us having dominion and uh, that, it, that he has put these things under our feet, even the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, you know, all, all those things, you know, but it's, 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 we can learn so much from these things. So it, it, even those things speak of the, the majesty of God. When you, you can study the, you can study fish, you know, think about them. You know, they, they, it's it's foolishness to think that they just came from nothing. They've got these intricate gills, and uh, you know, it's I I'm not a fish scientist, but I you know I've looked at fish. You know, and they can see underwater. You know, they they have everything they need to survive there. You know, you pull them out of out of the water, they die. They need that water. That you know, it's it's opposite us. You know, for for us, we we have these things, we have dominion over them. But even these things, when we're talking about you know the the splendor of God and and how excellent is your name in all the earth and and all that He's created, we can learn from everything. And when we see it, we go, ah, our Creator, our Creator. Oh, you know, it's funny. My my uh, middle daughter Ashley, uh, she walked by me today. I was sitting right there, and she walks by me with a big box of Legos. <laughs> She's just like. No, I just felt like buying some Legos and putting something together. She wants to create something, you know. And I'm just like, that's cool. You know, that's put in there by our Creator. We are made in God's image, and we want to create. So when we look at creation, and we 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 can be in awe of it. Just understand that that creation itself isn't what God is is fascinated with. God is fascinated with us, and He loves us so much that He became a man and died for us. I mean, there, there's no greater love. There's no greater message. So when we read uh, in Psalm 8, we're not going to get to 9. Um, 
uh, we're, we're just going to stop in Psalm 8. Uh, and uh, when, we, when we understand more of our creator uh, and what he has created and what he has given us dominion over, uh, he's, he's an awesome God. That At verse 9 where we can say, O Yahweh, our master, how excellent is your name in all the earth. That's, you know, we can say it along with David. Just that meditation that David had, that when David got into a spot where he was, I'm convinced on, you know, sitting up, uh, you know, on a balcony or whatever, looking up at the sky and just spending time because he's not saying like, uh, when I think of the scorching you know, sun that's burning my flesh right now, he's, he's saying, you know, when I look up and, and uh, when he says the moon and the, <clears throat> the stars, you know, I, I'm, I'm convinced that he's just sitting up there looking and, and uh, just thinking of the majesty of God. So uh, he's, he's so powerful, <clears throat> so great, but he knows the most intricate part of our lives. Uh, he knows at what we need before we even ask. You know, he knows us so well that, you know, all of all of this stuff here, uh, it was made by him. And, and it geniusly, uh, even calling it genius seems like I'm downgrading God. But, um, you know, it just perfectly made by God. And he made us in his image and he gave us responsibility. But, the, you know, we uh, we shouldn't get caught up in, in the, what he has given and to put under our feet and then say, well, this is what, why we're here. No, we're here to worship and serve the creator. And, you know, these things here can be things that we can look at and study and uh, understand more about the Lord. But uh, we can't we can't serve uh, the creature over serving the creator. That's foolishness. So, well, next week we'll uh, get into I have notes for nine and everything, but I feel like it's time to to stop and and, and pray and, and talk. So uh, we'll do that. Let's pray. God, we are uh, so blessed to have your word. And Lord, to understand uh, your majesty, uh, even a little bit more of it. I don't, I don't know that we could ever just read and go, oh, we've, we've, we've encapsulated all the majesty of God. But just to understand that you created everything. And then, and then to look at it and understand that, you know, what is man that you are mindful of, him, that you would visit Oh, God, that you you know us so well that you know our needs before we even ask. And you know the numbers of hairs on our head, and you, you just love us, Lord. And uh, we're, we're blessed to read uh, and just spend a, a few minutes reading Psalm 8, talking about it. We thank you for it, and we pray that, God, you would help us to, uh, to retain what we've, what we've learned now and, uh, now and as we leave here. And, uh, and we pray, Lord, that you would bless our time uh, just talking, whether it's uh, five minutes or another 20 minutes or whatever, of just praying and talking. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.